Hello and welcome to the NicheSiteTools.com podcast where we share experiences, tips, and tools to help everyone achieve a greater level of success with their online adventures. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 89 of the NicheSiteTools.com podcast. So glad to have you here. And I know a lot of folks were really interested in the topic for this week's episode, and I was as well, and it's all about how to speed up your website for free. And I'm going to give you some specific suggestions on what you can do to hopefully increase your site speed. And I just finished completing my testing. I've been doing some testing throughout the entire week on some different ways to tweak your website. And I got some awesome results that I'm going to share with you. And I'm hoping you're going to be able to get those same results, which will make your website run quicker, which will be a better experience for your audience. And also you'll get additional traffic and rankings, hopefully down the road, because your site is loading quicker. Google will crawl your website. We'll see that the page speed has increased and hopefully give you a performance boost over time. No guarantee that's going to happen, but certainly if your website's running quicker, you're getting better scores on some of the speed tests that are out there. We're going to talk all about that today. And then as a result, you'll look better in the eyes of Google and you'll be rewarded down the road. That's the end goal. We all want our sites to load quicker, to have a better experience for customers, and to get that traffic and rankings that are so important for our website success. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I know a lot of folks were interested in the topic for last week as well, which was how to enable HTTPS or SSL for your website so that it's considered secure And that's another ranking factor in the eyes of Google. And just like anything else, we all have different websites. We're all probably running, if you're listening to the podcast, you're most likely going to have a website that's running WordPress like I do, several websites potentially. And we're going to have all different plugins, different hosting services, and all different experiences when we run our WordPress website. So what happened last week, actually, is I got three emails or three feedbacks from either online, Twitter, email, all sorts of different ways. And three people had said, success, thanks so much for the tips, really appreciate it. Uh, And they enabled SSL, HTTPS for their website, and life was good. And I got two feedbacks on the private Facebook mastermind group over at nichesitetools.com forward slash mastermind that said they tried it. Unfortunately, they got to the step where basically you enable HTTPS, you check your website, see how it's working. And if it's working, great. If not, disable this one plugin and you're good. You can just revert back to the way it was. Two folks were unable to get that working for whatever reason. And unfortunately, that can be for any number of reasons. These WordPress installations and all the different plugins we install and all the different content and themes that we have all interacts together. So you could potentially run into some issues where somebody with a similar setup and maybe just a couple of different plugins gets a different result. So that's always a possibility. So before you do anything on your website, make sure that you take a full backup. What I recommend is the Updraft Plus Backup and Restore program, absolutely free. You can set up backups to automatically happen on a weekly basis, or you can manually run them whenever you're about to change anything. which I highly recommend. So before you make any changes that I'm going to talk about today, make sure you take a full backup of your website. I've done several full backups.
backups of my website this week. Every time I install the new plugin that I was going to test for this optimization of your site and speeding things up, I took a full backup before, installed the plugin, played around with it, see how it was going to work, see if it gave me any better results. And if not, I would go ahead and disable it, remove the plugin and continue on. I didn't have any particular situations over the past week that actually caused me to have to restore to a backup, but absolutely 100% make sure you have a backup. That way, if anything does go wrong, you're able to restore that. And if you do run into issues along the way, for example, if you did try last week's um, enabling HTTPS for free and something didn't work, what I would recommend is contacting the plugins creator. So in the case of last week's episode, the main plugin that we were installing was Cloudflare Flexible SSL. And then the point that we enabled that plugin, I basically said, go ahead and test your website via HTTPS. If everything works, great. Go ahead and continue on with the remaining steps. If not, deactivate it. And then you can basically just leave things the way they were. In that particular case, if you ran into any issues where HTTP was not working for your website, all WordPress plugins generally have a support forum where if you go to where you download the plugin, there's usually you can click on details or if you go over to the WordPress website, search for the plugin, there'll be a link for support for that plugin. Go ahead and post a question there saying, hey, I installed this plugin, enabled it. And when I did, I got this particular error or this is what was happening on my website after I enabled this plugin. And then nine times out of 10, the support is really gonna be responsive in that support forum because that helps them with achieve success with their plugin. If somebody's not going to constantly update their plugin or respond to questions or concerns that people have, that plugin isn't going to get good ratings and then therefore you wouldn't use that plugin. But the Cloudflare Flexible SSL plugin from last week is definitely one that has a lot of uses, over 10,000 users, lots of support questions out there, and they seem to be answered relatively quickly. So if you did run into any issues, absolutely start there when it comes to getting some support to see why maybe that plugin didn't work for you. And then depending on where that gets you, hopefully that's going to resolve your problem and you're good to go. You don't need to worry about it anymore. But if you do run into problems beyond that, contact the creator of your theme if you have support for your theme and you have a premium paid for theme where they will provide your support, whether it's phone, email, or whatever mechanism they use to try to get to the bottom of the problem. Because it's usually either going to be a plugin that another plugin that you have that's conflicting or it's going to be some sort of incompatibility with your theme in most cases. And like I said, I didn't have any problems personally last week. I actually tried three different themes. So I tried Thesis, which I'm running on several sites. I tried the Splash theme, which is from Theme Forest. And I also tried one of the default WordPress themes. I think it was either 2015 or 2016 when I ran through the steps just to make sure that everything was going to work in most cases. So those are some quick suggestions that are going to help anytime you're going to install a plugin or make any changes to your website. Those are some things to consider. Don't get frustrated if you try to install a plugin and it doesn't work. That's what the support is there for. So just be prepared with a full backup prior. In most cases, you can just disable the plugin that you just installed and you'll be fine. But in some cases, I have had to revert to a full backup when I installed something or made an inadvertent change on my website. So that has happened to me. So just make sure you have a full backup with something like Updraft Plus Backup and Restore 
store them offsite at some place like Dropbox or Amazon S3. They have a ton of built-in options where you can store those files for free. So it's built into the plugin. So definitely take those backups. And then everything I said is also going to apply today. So we're going to talk about a couple plugins that you may want to install and utilize or at least try out on your website. So again, this is all applicable to last week and this week. So let's get right into what we're going to talk about today, which is all about how to speed up your website. So as I mentioned, this week's episode kind of leaves off where we left in the last episode, which is utilizing a free account over at cloudflare.com. And what that's going to provide for you, in addition to being able to use HTTPS in the last episode, if you wanted to do that, you could certainly do that. But what we're going to talk about today is specifically how to increase the speed of your website using that free Cloudflare account, in addition to some other plugins and some tweaks. So everything we're going to do today is basically kind of automated by using a plugin or using the Cloudflare service. What we're going to talk about today specifically isn't going to involve changing any code on your website or anything like that. So this is something that anybody can follow and all these tips are going to be relevant to everybody out there. And again, I had some great results personally, so I'm really hoping you can have some of these great results as well. So before you get started, before you make any changes on your website, take that backup like I mentioned, but also go to a website called gtmetrics.com, which is www.gtmetrix.com. And I'll have all the details in the show notes for today's episode so you don't need to write anything down. You can go to nichesitetools.com forward slash the number 89 for this week's episode. So basically what we're going to do is we're going to get a baseline test of our website before we make any changes. And that's really so important because you're not going to know if the things you're changing are doing anything good for your website, increasing your site speed, decreasing your load time, etc. So we want to make sure that we know what it was beforehand before we make any changes to our website. So head out to gtmetrics.com and then type in your website there and then go ahead and hit the button to have it test your website. And that's gonna take about 10 seconds or so, maybe 20 seconds. It's gonna go out there, check your website from their location, and it's gonna report back with all sorts of things as far as how quickly your site's loading and it's gonna offer lots of suggestions on how you can speed up your website and make it better. And then once that report is complete, there's gonna be an option on there to save a PDF. So you're definitely gonna to wanna to do that. So find it on the website. It's relatively easy to see. Just look for that button that says save as PDF or download PDF. Do that so that you have a copy saved to your computer somewhere and you have that to refer back to. So basically before I ran this test on my website, just as an example, I ran it for nichesitetools.com because that's my biggest site by far. And that's a site that takes the longest time to load. So that's where I wanted to focus most of my efforts on for this episode. So I ran it on there and and then what I got was on the first page, it tells me that the results are for my page speed score, I got a grade of a C, which was a 74%. I had a Y slow score, which is the other mechanism they use for testing. And I got an E on that one, a 54%, which is in the red, not good, obviously. And then I had an overall page load time of 6.5 seconds. 
So not too bad, not too good. Obviously, it would be better if your page loaded in a second or two or a couple of seconds versus six seconds. But those were my initial results. So I knew what I was up against. I knew what I was trying to better. So, you know, you have a baseline, you have something to go off of. If you try some changes, you make some tweaks and your page load time goes up or your scores go down, Obviously, whatever you're trying to do didn't help. It could have hurt things. So that those are the type of things you want to know up front to know whether what you're doing is having positive results. So we got that baseline. That's what I had there. So I set out to make those scores better. And those are pretty consistent. I've tested my website probably at least every six months for the past several years. And it's been consistently sort of in that range. I've had times in the past where I've tried different tweaks or different plugins like caching plugins and things like that to hopefully help things out. But over time, I've had some difficulties with those caching plugins that you actually install as a WordPress plugin on your website. For instance, WP Super Cache or W3 Total Cache. Those are the two main plugins that a lot of people install and recommend to install on your website as a WordPress plugin. In the past, I've had some issues with those plugins and conflicts with other plugins that I've had. So I've had to disable those types of plugins. So the encouraging thing is that a lot of the things I'm going to mention here today very shortly are things that did not conflict with other plugins that I had, did not conflict with my themes, and it's pretty much a hands-off type scenario that we're going to talk about. So let's get right into the specific details of what I'm going to recommend today. And again, make sure you have your backups before we do anything, and here's the suggestions that I have. So dovetailing off what we talked about last week, you're going to want to make sure you have a free Cloudflare account if you don't yet have one. You can head over to cloudflare.com and sign up for a free account. And then what they're going to recommend that you do is change your DNS servers over to utilize their servers. And what that's going to do is anytime somebody comes to your website, they're going to first hit Cloudflare's website. And then based on where that customer is located, Cloudflare is going to point them to a location that's closest to them to help your site load quickest. And that's the content delivery network, CDN as they call it. And you really don't need to know the specific technical details. It's kind of like electricity. You know that you can plug something in and it works, but you don't need to know how it works behind the scenes. And the CDN, it just does a great job of doing what it's supposed to. What they can also do is cache some of your content so that if your website goes down, what they try to do is cache a lot of your static content. So things like a logo on your website or things in your sidebar, which probably aren't going to change all that often, they can keep a copy of those images and things on their website to give it to your customers more quickly at a location that's closer to them on the internet. So that helps your site speed and your load time and all that stuff. And it does so seamlessly. So it's nothing you have to worry about once you switch over your DNS servers to their DNS servers. This is automatically in place right out of the gate. So that's a great initial feature to have. And then what I'm going to do is click over to my Cloudflare account here. And it says that my Cloudflare account is active, obviously, because I've been testing over this course of this week. And after I log in, right along the top of the website, there is an option for speed. So all I got to do is click on speed there. And this is going to be really quick and easy for you to enable or disable as the case may be. So when you're on the speed page, I'm just going to read across some of the options that are on here. And there's not very many. So it's really easy to understand what you want to enable on here. 
So the first option says auto minify and it says it reduces the file size of source code you have on your website. Sounds good, reduces the size of stuff, so make your website load quicker. So basically you just wanna click all three options on there. And the options that are there with checkboxes are JavaScript, CSS, and HTML. So basically it's just reducing the file size of your source code by taking out white spaces and things like that that aren't needed and it's optimizing the code on your website for you. You don't have to do anything. It's all done automatically for you. So if I scroll down here, that is the options under Auto Minify. And there's other options here that says upgrade to pro plan, upgrade to business plan. Don't need to worry about any of this. All this is absolutely free. So we're going to scroll past the enable accelerated mobile links. I didn't activate any of that as far as that goes. And the only other option on that same page that I enabled is something called rocket loader beta. And it says improve load times for pages that include JavaScript. And I just clicked from off to automatic. So those are the only changes I made in the speed page on my Cloudflare account. And that was again in the auto minify section. I just clicked JavaScript. JavaScript, CSS, and HTML. And then towards the bottom of the page, I enabled Rocket Loader Beta, and I clicked the automatic option to have it automatically improve load time for pages that include JavaScript. Sounds like a whole bunch of scary stuff, but I don't need to know how this works. I don't know how this works. I'm not a coder. I'm technical, but I don't know a lot of the details when it comes to CSS and all the stuff that happens, JavaScript behind the scenes on the website, but I don't need to. A lot of these tools will help do it for you automatically. And again, we're going to benchmark, we're going to make sure that clicking these things is helping, helping make your site quicker to make it worthwhile. So those are the only changes that I made on the speed tab. And then I did click over to the caching page in your Cloudflare account. And the only option that I changed there was, it says always online. If your server goes down, Cloudflare will serve your website's static pages from our cache. And I turned that on. So that basically if your website ever does go down for any reason, if you have static pages on your website that don't commonly change all that often, people will still be able to get to your website even if your web host is down. So that's a great feature to have. If Google happens to crawl your website and your site is down for whatever reason and it's available in the cache over at Cloudflare, they'll still be able to serve that up for you. So there's no reason not to enable that. So I just went ahead and clicked that option on. And again, that was in the caching tab. And those are the only changes that I made in the Cloudflare account. So just doing those small changes is all you need to do in your Cloudflare account. And as long as your DNS servers are pointed to their DNS servers, you'll automatically get the speed and increased benefit that those features provide for you. So what did we do from there. At that point, I ran another benchmark test. So I went back to GT Metrics to hit the retest button, and then I ran it through to see how things improved, and they did. Let me quick over real quick. So I went from a score of a C and an E to a B and a C. So that greatly increased my letter grade scores. My page load time was about a second or so quicker. So, so far so good. Things were looking good. And I uh, went from a 74% and a 54% on my grade number grades to an 86% and a 75% score. So that was some good results. Was happy to see that. And I took a look at the top five priority issues in that report to see what it was still complaining about. 
And the main thing that was listed at the top um, both for me was optimize images. And that was surprising to me because I always do things to help optimize my images as far as I knew. Not all the time. All the time in the recent past for, for sure for the last year or two I've been doing that but I probably haven't gone back and optimized my images. And what exactly does that mean to optimize your images? So what that means is when you insert images into your posts or pages that you save them in a version that does compression. So usually JPEG or PNG format will do compression to compress those images to take up as small a size as possible. And something else that has always been really important when it comes to images is that you put the size of the image that you want to be in your article. For example, let's say you have an image that on your computer it's 1024 pixels wide. So it's basically going to take up most of the screen on many older desktops and things like that. So it's a really big image. Um, as far as the width goes. So let's say your intention is actually to take up only half of the screen. So you want a 500 pixel width image. Don't put that 1024 pixel image into your document and then let WordPress resize it. Because what you're doing in that case is you're making WordPress use its resources on your hosting account to resize that image anytime somebody comes to your website. So you're adding additional overhead. That image is bigger on the disk than it needs to be. So it's potentially going to be bigger when the customer has to download it. So all that stuff negatively affects your page load time. And that's something you can easily control by making the image the right size when you upload it to your website. And also, if you have a ton of images that you've never done that for, so you're thinking, oh man, I have hundreds of images out there. I've never even thought to do that. I just let WordPress do it. Don't worry about that because one of the plugins I'm about to talk about can do a lot of this for you. So that's a really great thing. So over the course of this past week, I tried way too many image optimization plugins to mention here. But one of the main ones that I've heard mentioned recently, as early as just a couple of days ago on Andrew Hansen's Facebook group, and it's one that's mentioned really often is Smush It. And they used to have a website called Smush It out there where you could go there and you could have it smush images for you, which basically keeps them relatively the same look-wise, but makes it compressed as possible to take up the least amount of space. So I tried that plugin and surprisingly that wasn't the one I ended up going with. That one has a ton of downloads and was getting some great feedback, but somebody else in that same uh, Facebook group had mentioned a different plugin that was working better for them and it ended up working a lot better for me too. And that plugin is called Imageify. And all you have to do is sign up for a free account and they will send you an API key that you have to plug into the the um, plugin and then by default it's going to be set on aggressive mode and then there's a couple of check boxes that are set automatically so you can auto optimize images as you upload them so that's going to help you as you upload new images to your website but there is also a feature as you go ahead and select the default so basically it's going to auto optimize images on upload back up your original images so it's going to save all your images out there. I highly recommend you keep that checked. So as long as you just want to accept all the defaults, which is what I did, I just scroll to the bottom, hit save and go to bulk optimizer. And then I click on that option there, which I've already done. And then what you can do there is to optimize the existing images that you have on your site. 
So that's what's gonna give you the bulk of the benefit today. It's gonna to optimize all of the old images that you have on your website. So when I click on the bulk optimization option, it tells me that I had 324 images that were treated with the bulk optimization. And the original size of all of those images was 21.6 megabytes. And the optimized size was 9.5 megabytes. So that means I saved 56% using Imageify. So that was a really good result. It decreased the size of the images that I have stored on my website almost in half. So that was some great results there. So what I had done previously is I had been using Jetpack plugin and a feature within Jetpack called Photon. And what Photon does is it attempts to optimize and cache a lot of images and helps speed up the load time for those images by storing them on WordPress's website. And it helps to deliver those images to your customers quicker and helps optimize things. So if you similarly have something like Photon enabled that's optimizing your images currently, basically you're gonna to wanna to disable that for the moment. So what I did was once all my images on my website were optimized with the Imageify plugin, I disabled Photon and then I checked to see how the results were. Because what had happened, I forgot I had Photon enabled and then I checked, I optimized all those images and then my score didn't change. And that's because the Photon plugin had already pulled the images had already optimized them but they hadn't gone back and re-optimized things now that I just optimized the images on my WordPress website itself so it had an old copy of all my images basically so I went ahead and disabled the photon option in the jetpack plugin which is in the appearances tab and I just turned that off and then what happened when I went back and tested my site on GT metrics is that under the top five priority issues at the top in the GT metrics report the one option under there that was towards the top says optimize images and I went from a C on that to a B so it definitely helped it was definitely improving but it wasn't a huge improvement so I said okay well that was a good result it definitely helped optimize the image and there was only a couple of images left listed in there that it said you should optimize these specific images and it'll help with your um, letter grade here so what I did was at that point, I had already optimized everything with the Imageify plugin to the best of its ability. And that was in the aggressive mode. By the way, there is an option inside that plugin where you can click ultra, which is one step above aggressive. So I could still potentially tweak those images even more, but when you do that, it can result in a slight decrease in the quality of the image. It gives examples of if you wanna take a look at a normal image, an aggressively compressed image, in an ultra compressed image. And honestly, you can hardly tell on the website unless there's a really huge high res picture with a huge, you know, if you're running a photography website and doing ultra high res images where you zoom in a ton, in most cases, you're not even gonna notice any difference even on the ultra setting. So you may wanna consider that to get the most compression and the smallest size for your images. But I left things as aggressive and then after I was done disabling the photon option in the Jetpack plugin, what I did was after I disabled it, I gave it a couple of minutes and then I re-enabled that. And what that does is it takes a current copy of all your images. So all those images that it was gonna be looking at then would be the optimized images. And then I went back and did a quick test on the GT Metrics website and that was 
where my final results came from. So that resulted in a page speed score of an A overall, 90%, a Y slow score of C, 76%, and a page load time of 3.9 seconds. So I went from 6.5 seconds initially in a score of the page speed from 74% to 90%. I have never had an A on that report ever in the history of my website. So that was really what I was striving for. I really wanted to see if I could get that page speed score up to an A, and obviously I wanted to decrease my page load time as much as possible. And 3.9 seconds is really good. So I was really impressed with the results. Again, I've never received an A, and of course that's just a kind of a subjective score from the results on GT Metrics. But that is the baseline I've always used for my website. So you should always stick with something and be consistent. So if there's another website that you you use to check your website, that's fine. If that's what you're familiar with, that's what you like to check it at. Certainly, I'm not going to stop you from doing that as long as you remain consistent because over the years, I've always used GT Metrics and their website to test my site so that I know if something changes over time or if something results in, for example, this score of an A, I know that I've never received a score of an A on their website before. So I know this is the best results I've ever had for my website because I always use that same tool. If I were to switch from tool to tool when I do my testing, that's not always going to give the same apples and oranges comparison. So find a tool you like when it comes to checking your speed. GT Metrics is one that's always been there through the years for me, so that's the one I use, but certainly you can use any number of other websites that are out there. But the end result is that I got an A and 90%, and if I was a real geek, I would print this out and put it on my refrigerator for my wife to see and get all excited, but I'm not going to do that. But it is great to see that I was able to get some good results. That page load time went from 6.5 seconds down to 3.9 seconds, which is a 40% increase in speed on my site, which is a huge improvement. And I'm really hoping you guys can see some of these same improvements just by following the same steps I talked about today. So again, we're going to use that free Cloudflare account. And I'm going to click over that real quick just to mention again the options I enabled. So I went to the Speed tab. I enabled JavaScript, CSS, and HTML auto minify just by clicking those checkboxes. I went to the Rocket Loader Beta and I clicked Automatic. And then I went to the Caching tab and then I enabled Always Online for the website in case your site ever goes down. It'll have a cache copy of some of your static pages. Then I use the Imageify plugin to optimize all the existing images on my website and it will optimize any images that I upload. And then I enabled the Photon option of the Jetpack plugin and that was the way that I achieved the best results over the course of the week. So I really hope these suggestions help you guys increase your site speed and do so with no cost or minimal effort effort on your part. So hopefully this was really helpful for you guys this week. I'd really love to hear how the results went for you. So if you're not yet in the private Facebook mastermind group, you can head over to nichesitetools.com forward slash mastermind, jump in the group. I'll add you after a day or two. And if you're not yet on my email list, you can head over to nichesitetools.com forward slash subscribe, where you'll instantly get my keyword brainstorming guide, as well as my seven simple SEO tips guide just for signing up. So thanks for listening. And I hope you have a fantastic upcoming two weeks until the next episode. Bye-bye now.